My name is Bridget, and I've never seen Predator. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Johnny. And we are joined, as you heard up top, once again, by Bridget. Bridget, welcome. Thank y'all. So, as you mentioned, you have not seen the film Predator. I always want to put a the in there, but that's a later movie in the franchise that we'll touch on, I'm sure, at some point. This is the original, the OG Predator from 1987 great year by the way uh so we are going to be talking all about this i know we kind of touched on this franchise a little bit when we did our alien episode a few weeks back uh where brian joined us uh, to talk about alien uh and obviously in the years since this franchise has kind of intertwined uh, quite literally with the alien franchise so i know we touched on this a little bit uh, but i don't think we delved too much into kind of our histories with it obviously Bridget you have no history with it per se um, so we'll definitely try to figure out why that is the case given that you had seen Alien but you have not seen Predator Uh, so do you have any kind of insight into uh, why that could potentially be um I think the the biggest reason I can think of that I I never came across this movie is I this was a movie that I like strictly would not have been allowed to see it would have been considered theoretically too violent too scary and like granted i was allowed to watch movies that were in retrospect highly inappropriate but sometimes you get the guise of like it's okay that you're watching save it private saving private ryan it's historical uh, it's, it's historical yeah that yeah. classic the context of course the con- yeah, yeah of, of course and we're learning about it in it's like, school yeah and i'm like <laughs> dad i'm eight and mom's gonna be pissed but you know that you can't i don't think you can make that argument with this film i would imagine um though i'm open to being surprised um yeah, you know, is, so when it's based on a true story, I just want to let you know this, this happened. This hundred percent happened. Um, and then you know, it's it's just not something I ever like sought out as I got older and sort of more, you know, had more freedom and kind of choosing what I watched. Um, Alien is one that I sought out because I think Alien has, you yeah. know, more of a like this is a like. If you like sort of put movies on a a spectrum of like films to flicks, this has more of a like this is on the flick side of the spectrum and Alien is sort Mm -hmm. of more on the film side. And, you know, I tend to go more over there when I'm like seeking things out to watch. But yeah, I guess like if you really had to break it down, this is a boy movie, maybe. And that's also a reason I've not seen it. your instincts serve you well yeah <laughs> so um i do know that there is a creature in it uh, a predator if you will and that arnold is in it and that's about it okay have you now have you seen the creature at any like have you seen alien versus predator or any of those like do you know what the creature looks like i i do know what the creature looks like okay. um i know that the creature got its hair braided at the shore that's what i know <laughs> <laughs> it's like i know the 
the He's got a little Rastafarian vibe going He's on. He's got yeah, like there's sort of um He like, went to Cancun for spring break. He went yeah. to Cancun. Bo Derek uh, mm-hmm. sort yeah. of look. Royal Caribbean, yeah. Yeah, and I know that it's face flaps open um <laughs> in a like, kind of way. There is some flapping, yes. There's some what flapping. Are they, what do they call those? Mandibles or something? Mandibles. Uh, mandibles. Yeah. Because it's like it's it's its jaw structure uh, that that flaps. So um, I don't quite remember how much flapping we get in this one. I know it the flapping intensifies as the, uh, as the series goes on. Yeah, it doesn't start off with a bang. It kind of. I mean, Johnny. Now that you've said that, the very first scene of this movie will be flapping. Mandibles. Would now be a, like a massive yeah. explosion and him <laughs> like face opened up. It's just going to be all of the predators in existence, just all yeah. with their mouths open. You'd be like, oh, okay, I guess I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. I need to start screening the first, like, 15 seconds of every movie before <laughs> we start going forward. No, I think it, may, it makes for great content. Of course it does for you guys, yeah. yeah. Um, was was Johnny right is the new recurring segment <laughs> that we'll have at the second part of every episode. <laughs> uh, what about you, Johnny? What's kind of your history with uh, with Predator and the Predator franchise? Um, yeah, I think this was one of the movies that my dad was, again, I think for a while, just like Bridget, it was not kind of like a movie that was decidedly good for me to watch at whatever age I was. And my father sort of being the gung-ho military guy and having seen it and and loving it, I think when it came to sort of like an age where he knew there wasn't like anything sort of overtly sexual or anything, because that's the kind of stuff that was like later on, like we can't see the, we can't see a nipple, but we can see someone's like brain bucket being spilled like all over the place. Um, (laughs) He kind of like <laughs> grabbed me like I think one day he's like, you want to see something really cool? And like we put in this on VHS or HBO or whatever it was. Yes. Um, and I've and I've loved it like ever since. Yeah, I think it's 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 up there with one of my favorite action movies. Um, I think you're right, Bridget. It's not doesn't fall into like the film sort of sci fi, heady, cerebral type of stuff you'd get from like Alien or some other um, 80s sci fi movies. But this lives very much in like I mean, this is basically like the epitome of like 80s macho movie type of stuff i mean you got a number of people in this who just look like they're ready to just destroy a brick building with their own hands including arnold and yeah even i would even say that i think this is maybe no i mean terminator 2 total recall it's probably like a top five arnold schwarzenegger movie for me and maybe like a top 10 like action movie for me but I think, again, this is one of those movies where I just don't think there's any fat on this movie whatsoever. It's moved at such a clip. And, I mean, I think this movie's only like an hour 40 or something like that. It's not even, like, terribly long, and it doesn't it's, – it's very economical. But, yeah, it's 147. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's one that I spend, you know, every year, every couple of years. And a lot of it holds up. A lot of it's shot in camera. I mean, there's some visual effects and some cool things, and um, I'm not even really sure what you – know about the predator as far as like his attributes and what's unique to him and his sort of uh the things that he's able to do his abilities the face um, flapping, but i think is, is the, the thing face flapping i know he, uh, he his face. comes first and this other one comes second which i won't mention quite yet which is to to me and i think everyone at the time was probably pretty radical and cool and nothing that had really been done prior to this movie and we'll discuss it or unless you already know it, but, um, but I'm, I'm excited for this one. I, 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 I enjoy it a lot. So. How about you, Adam? Uh, so this one, again, much in the way I discussed in the alien episode, I did not see these in order. 
Um, so I saw Alien versus Predator again. Yeah. <laughs> this first, that was my again my introduction to uh, to these two franchises. Uh, so I think I saw the first Alien vs. Predator and the sequel. And then I think after having gone back and watched Alien, I went back and watched this. Uh, and then I I feel like I saw one and two like back to back where I was like, okay, so I, I'm conflicted on what things happen in which one because this is not something that I regularly watch. Uh, I think it's just been like one or two times that I saw it. Like I think I did a double feature of one and two and then... I maybe watched one again at some other point, but I think it might've been where I, I caught it on TV and just like left it on in the background um, for whatever reason. I think just cause I saw it so late and this wasn't a thing I saw in my early teens or, you know, my, that period of time where, okay, this isn't appropriate, but you're going to, you're about to watch a, a bombastic rated R movie. Um, so I think it didn't kind of stick with me as a result. Cause I know a ton of people who like, this is, one of their favorite franchises this is the thing that they'll like they'll go back and revisit once a year you know once every couple of years and like go on a full on predator binge yeah because i mean there's there's all kinds of supplemental material with the the predator franchise in terms of like i'm pretty sure there's comics and yeah i know there's comics and other things yeah yeah i I don't think there's any video games so there might be a couple but they're probably older and they're probably not very good yeah Um, but i i definitely know um some people that this is like their this is a big fan favorite franchise for them um so i've seen one and two i didn't see the one from 2010 the adrian brody one Um, oh that's right is that the predator or is that like predators that's predators so they were trying to go for like the aliens vibe i think with that naming convention Uh, and then the predator is the one from like 2018 2019 it just came out um a year or two ago um, and I saw that one, and that one was so fine at best, uh, and had a really dumb ending, <laughs> which we'll, <laughs> we'll kind of talk about maybe a little bit later in the after show. But uh, it's been a few years since I've seen this one, so I'm excited for some some shooty explosion type uh, type stuff. I'm 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 ready for it, and I'm excited to kind of see, you know, knowing that you like sci-fi stuff and seeing, you know, where where you think this will fit, uh, because you're right. Again, as we've stated, this is not on the auteur end of the <laughs> film spectrum. Yeah, there's nothing avant-garde yeah. about this movie. <laughs> no, I mean, I, this would probably equate better to Aliens than it would to Aliens. Right, I was going to say that, yeah. Uh, so I'll be I'll be interested to see kind of how this fits for you, given that it is a steroid-esque macho fest with all of the muscles. <laughs> Yeah, Bridget, where do you fall with sort of action movies? Because I know we've talked about you like Mad Max and some other movies. Um, I do like Mad Max. I mean, it's it's not a genre I seek out necessarily. Um, but, you know, I can't say that I don't enjoy it when it's on. Like, I was going to say, like, do you like when the cheese is put out, do you eat it? You know what I mean? Oh, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it gets eaten. It's a uh, clean the plate. Kind Good. Of thing. OK. But. You know, there's, yeah, I would say probably Mad Max, but even like, yeah, it's sort of like cheese ball stuff, like Roadhouse, I love that sort of thing. Like, I, it's, I have it in me to love a movie like this. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, I'm very much a creature of habit in some ways. And like, like, do I want to watch something new? No, I'll just watch When Harry Met Sally for the 80th time. So <laughs> right, it's right, a... Right. A broadening of horizons a bit. 
Well, speaking of Harry, um, just a quick tip. <laughs> um, the guy who does suit up for this guy is the guy who suit up for Harry and the Hendersons. The guy's oh. like seven foot eight, something like that. Um, I thought he was also Chewbacca for a while, but I was wrong on that front. So I'm glad I didn't say that with confidence <laughs> before this and then going and not knowing that being the truth. Um, but uh, but as far as like maybe like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, I mean, is there anything that sort of sticks out for you there that, that you enjoyed? I know I was thinking about this and I'm like, I like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, but then I was like really struggling to like name like an Arnold movie that I love that I like really know backwards and forwards outside of twins. twins. Um, Like. Yeah, can like. You want to start naming some? <laughs> yeah, start naming some. Like, I mean, the, the Terminator, Terminator franchise, is... Last, uh, Last Action Hero, Total Recall. Um, he did uh, Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. Pretty uh, well. Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Um, Do you know what my favorite um, Arnold appearance is, actually? That documentary, like, was it Pumping Iron? Mm-hmm. Which is, he's not acting, but he is a character. And yeah, I yeah. do enjoy watching him. So that's that's actually my favorite Arnold appearance, if I had to be completely honest. Hmm. Um, like I like Arnold as a figure, but I realize I'm not. I don't have a lot of connection to like his actual oeuvre, if you will. Gotcha, gotcha. Like yeah, Conan I mean, Barbarian, or yeah. yeah. To be um, fair, most of his filmography would fall into the boy movie category. But so. yeah, it's a lot of boy movies. Um, maybe with the, the True Lies, maybe has the mm. most overlap yeah i will say this is that doesn't really fall so much into the early early uh arnold stuff where he's maybe a little stiff and like not really used to acting i mean i think the one thing you'll come away with that he's like fairly comfortable in this setting yeah um, and just fairly comfortable in this role as being like an action lead where maybe something like commando or like you know Conan the barbarian or whatever he feels kind of stiff mm-hmm. um and here it's just, he's just very much you know comfortable and at home holding a very large gun <laughs> throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I mean, and then do you know who uh, anyone else was in this movie or no? I mean, there's like one, there's two other really big names in this, uh, big-ish names. Is Carl Weathers in this movie too? He is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought so, but I wasn't sure if I was crossing different films or not. Nope, yeah, he's um, in it. Okay, that's all I know. Okay, <laughs> I think there's one other one that we'll keep, and maybe you'll recognize him. I don't see yeah. why you wouldn't, but he's a he's a fun. They're all fun characters, but uh, I don't. Adam, just quickly for you, any Arnold Schwarzenegger favorites outside of Jingle All the Way? <laughs> um, I mean, I do like Jingle All the Way. Kindergarten Cop is I I do in, enjoy. I uh, obviously the Terminator franchise for as long as it's been going. <laughs> I do I do enjoy those as well. Uh, I was just kind of looking. I'm not super familiar. I don't think I've seen Commando. I don't think I've seen any of the Conans either. Have you seen Total Recall? Uh, I feel like that's one I haven't seen all the way through. I feel Ooh. like if I have, it's that probably, could be a good one to that do. That could be a good one to watch. Yeah, I feel Put like if I have it. seen it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's one of those ones where like I've seen it at a friend's house, uh, on in the background, half paying attention, three quarters paying attention, in and out yeah. of it, like talking, you know, things like that. Um, yeah. So, I think that's kind of. Where Batman and Robin, obviously the pinnacle oh, of cinematics. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the freeze. Pinnacle, yeah, the pinnacle of, of cinema, as everyone knows. 
I mean, just all of the best ice puns come from that movie. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm looking at the the filmography here, and that's pretty much the the ones that that stick out to me. I remember Last Action Hero being one that I really, really wanted to see in theaters when it came out because like I had a cool poster, and I never went to see it in theaters, and then never saw it ever. So I actually so before we and we'll talk about this afterwards, but I stuck a bunch on the list, and I think Last Action was one that I put on there. Nice. So yeah, we maybe do a double hot seat for that one because <laughs> uh, I, I have not seen that. But I remember like there was toys and it was at like Burger King or something. Like I remember being super yeah. into wanting to watch that movie and just <laughs> never actually do it. So, <laughs> like the the moment passed me by. But uh, I think, you know, we've kind of covered our history with this movie. So I think it's time to uh, put that in the past and go ahead and watch this movie. Uh, so Bridget, what do you have to say for yourself? Fine, I'll watch it. All right, we are back. We have finished our watch through of the 1987 full octane boy movie that is Predator. Bridget, this was your week to uh, enhance your film knowledge. Uh, You've seen Predator now for the very first time. How are you feeling? I feel great. What a great movie. (laughs) What a good time. All right. That's good. I was prepared. I was apprehensive because I have some of the Rambo style, like we're a military unit, just like soldier for hire, I guess, in this case. Sometimes it's hard for me to like step out of whatever the, the, the politics of whatever the mission is of. I don't know if I like this personally. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, I feel uncomfortable with this. And this movie um does not give you a lot of time to <laughs> have any sort of apprehension about anything other than um what is uh chasing the group. And it's it's just fun. It's fun. It's a very fun movie. Yeah. The thought I was having watching it was like I kind of like this better than Alien. Like this is a this Ooh. is a this is a more enjoyable movie I would argue than like than Alien is. You know, it has a different pulse altogether. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, well, absolutely. Well, one's on ice, one's in the oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way to put it. You know, and this has in some ways it's more of like a slasher pick pick in a lot of ways. Like it's you know, like you know, like kind of like the people rhythms, are, yeah. are gonna get picked off like in pretty rapid succession but yeah i i liked i liked almost everything about this movie and like <laughs> even the awesome. things i didn't like i'm like yeah well it is what it is yeah yeah but i think we i think awesome. we all have a couple of qualms with it but um yeah <laughs> Well, I will say to your point about, you know, the the politics of the elite super squad of, you know, paramilitary mercenaries for hire, uh, they do get kind of right out of the way the explanation of like, listen, we're not assassins. We're rescue people. Yes. Yeah, we're going to go in and just murder everything that moves, but we're doing it to save lives. 
Yeah, yeah I love yeah. it. Like, like we're so we're way more capable of killing people than rescuing people, but we're rescue people. Yeah. <laughs> not assassins. We're not going in here to do you know your dirty work. We're here uh, purely as diplomats with giant, giant guns. Yeah, it's not like when someone sh- shows up to your house to fix your dishwasher and you ask them to look at your electrical box, too. It's like, uh, yeah, um, we can do both of them. So you didn't really have to worry about that because they, you know, they tell you right from the get-go, we have a moral code. Yeah, we have a moral code. But that's, like, one thing about these movies, like, uh, movies of this era in general. There's always, like, we have a code. But then it's very, like... You know, the sequence where they go into the, I, I wouldn't even know what to call it, like the, the camp or the, the base, wherever, yeah. um, wherever these sort of uh, guerrilla forces are, are, have stationed themselves with the hostages. And like, I was like, I have watched the same guy on fire like five times, <laughs> just from different <laughs> angles cut. And, you know, hell of a stunt, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doing, doing double work. Um, there's like an element of, I always have an L like a feeling of like, you know, at a certain point it feels disingenuous to be like, no, we're the rescue people, but like, we're going to blow shit up. Like, let's just, let's just own, like, we're going to go blow stuff up. We're going to kill a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Right. But it's still, it's, it's still fun to watch. Like just all the different explosions and like. D- dummies flying all over the place like just ridiculous like what a spectacle i it's do great. i love spectacle yeah quite it's, a bit. Uh, and this it, movie it, has a lot of it. it the first act is very much a 80s action macho type of movie um and i don't want to give too much away because i knew this kind of going into it obviously because i've seen it so many times but it shifts into sort of a very suspenseful terrorizing horror slasher like you said type of movie which i think because again, you have all these guys who are seem like they're invincible. They have the, the they're all brick shit houses, and they're going in, and they think <laughs> they can just pretty much destroy anything that's in there. They've seen every bush. I mean, there's plenty of dialogue in this movie where they're talking about different bush or whatever. But like slowly after, like the stuff that they can handle, now they're like up against something that is bringing them to their knees for the first time in their lives, basically. And it turns into kind of like like anything else. Like if you had kids in a house where a slasher was going through, like they're they're like defenseless. You know what I mean? There's there's a yeah. bigger threat. I don't know, Bridget, do you want to kind of walk us through your 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 feelings in the beginning? You know, the the chopper arriving and you see the, the whole crew kind of jumping out. Uh-huh. Well, the first thing that surprised me, because one one impression I did have, what I knew of this movie, it was my understanding of like, okay, this this takes place on Earth. But the fact that the movie opens with the spaceship coming in, I was like, oh. It's a beautiful this- shot of the Earth, too. Yeah, I was like, ooh, ooh. Nice. And so I did, I wrote down, I'm like, does does this take place on Earth? Is this sort of like an alternate? And then... Did you get like anxiety because it's space? Yeah. We, <laughs> oh, no. We know, we know your fears and your phobias of being out alone. Uh, yeah. You forgot to uh, start in space. <laughs> yeah, but then it quickly, it, it moves on really quickly. Um, One thing that I like that this movie does throughout is it doesn't give you a lot of explanation of the predators like who the predator is what they do how they work what's their mo that sort of thing the motivations are murky at best yeah and so it just like then it dumps you back into like the helicopters flying in and you know the carl weathers and arnold 
doing the meme Such hands. an iconic shot. It's so good. Just like it's pure. If you had to take a snapshot and like the mochismo shit that goes on in this movie, it's those two massive forearms just coming together and locking. Yep. And then having an arm wrestling match without a table. In the air. <laughs> exactly. Yep. My first impressions of Arnold it's very it's it's sometimes strange to watch Arnold like in his prime essentially because you know I think I my mental image of him is like older you know the governor of California like more of the elder statesman he's sort of become nowadays Speaking of, um, probably the best movie with two state governors in them I mean, yes, it right now. it's true and you know, it. this movie gave me a sense, like, something that I really liked about watching this, too, was, you know, you, it, even though, like, in some ways, like, Arnold's presence has become a cliche, and so many things happen in this movie that I had not realized were, like, cliches or, like, big movie moments that, like, That existed in this that, film and not somewhere else. That, yeah, that I'm like, oh, my God. That, like, his presence, like, getting off of the helicopter, smoking the cigar, just to, like, his kind of gravitational pull, like, as a movie star, like, you could see it, um, which I also liked. I'm like, yes, like, this is, like, a movie, like, he's in full movie star mode, which oh, is. Oh, yeah, and, like, even, like, Jesse Ventura, when the, he slams the door open and he's wearing the MTV shirt and he's spitting whatever gallon oh, back to yes yeah. in his yeah. mouth like onto the tarmac yeah just throws his bag off and i'm like this like already they like they're just yeah. just oozing testosterone it's crazy <laughs> yeah this rocks this um rocks already <laughs> and then you know they have the sort of mission whatever i'm like ah, i don't care let's just get let's just get there um and they get there very fairly quickly there's not they, a lot of like pussyfooting around in the beginning where they're sort of really explaining where they got to go the drop points i mean they're all that stuff's there but it's so economical and mm-hmm. done within a matter of minutes that we're, we're so back rapid. in the helicopter within like yeah like, by, by the time like uh, a bowl of ramen cooks you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and it's yeah and and it's smart because it's not really relevant because they we know they ultimately get to the encampment and like it's too late and they're just going to try to get out of there as quickly as they can. But I do like the scene of them when it's the whole team on the helicopter and long, tall Sally is playing. At first I was like, okay, so we're doing the thing where they're in the helicopter in the jungle and they're playing old music. Okay. It, like it, it initially when it came on, I was like, this feels like a cliche. Yeah. Like and CCR's go, playing or something. Yeah, like exactly. Vietnam, like the whole thing. Yeah. Uh huh. But then it plays out for a while and you start you get introduced to like each of the members of the team and you kind of see how they interface with one another like what their individual personality is but also like how they kind of mesh as a team yeah like how Um, they try to like like top each other just a little bit by like i'm like that much bigger than you or that much tougher than you mm -hmm. like the Um, whole scene with like carl weathers and jesse ventura where they start going back and forth a little bit he's spitting juice on his boot yep and then then it's like, okay, we're in. And then I realized that Long Tall Sally was still playing. I was like, oh, actually, I take it back. Like, that was a nice little motif of, like, now like feel like I now I feel like I'm part of the team in some ways. Like, I, I was on the flight with them kind of thing. Well, it's um, good, too, because it's playing on the boombox. So, like, yes. it's, it's not like it's, yeah. oh, this is generic overture as we mm-hmm. watch the helicopters and as we listen to them. Like, 
they're actually playing it in the room and they have to physically turn it off when it's time. Yeah. Which is it's, a nice touch. Yeah, it is yeah. in in the film. Like it just it feels organic um it, it feels like they would have like easily another film would have done just a transition to where they needed to be but they use that time where they're confined together to mm-hmm. see how the personalities bounce within like this like the space of the size of a coffin you know what i mean it's like it's yeah. just that way they're like they have to sort of interact and you get a big like you said a nice introduction to all the weird dynamic personalities they bring which i think are fairly diverse throughout which I'll t- touch on later with like I want to talk about Tombstone maybe later on and compare to sort of the yeah. bunch of guys you know what I mean like the wild bunch type of people but um like right off the bat like you said you do get a distinct idea that each one of them are are different. Mm-hmm. So then then we get to the jungle or they they are thrown in we're we're on the mission we're we're coming up to the 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 helicopter that's crashed and then all of a sudden it's like we're in temple of doom like right mm-hmm. before <laughs> we get to the temple um i was i was definitely taken aback when they pull the vines back and the the the, the bodies, bodies are just are swaying there. I was like, yeah oh my goodness gracious there's some stark, there's some stark imagery in this movie yeah. there is there is um and there's some definite like you know, body horror that I wasn't expecting. Like I was anticipating more of just like kind of straight action, and yeah, I was true like, "Life type of violence," but you got yeah, like ooh, ooh. a little bit of some snuff action going. Yeah. On. Ooh, <laughs> ugh. Um, well, up until that point too, it had been it had been fairly calm. Like and yeah, you, know, you, you talk about how it's tense in the second half. Like this first part is a little tense too because they're just creeping through. They're tracking. They're trying not to make any noise. And then all of a sudden you get this like almost scream in your face moment where it's like, oh shit, stuff is actually like going on. Yeah. yeah, Like like something like beyond the mission that we're sort of going into. Um, And again, it does, it it does lose, lose a little bit of that tension once we get a little later on into like the siege, if you will. Mm -hmm. But it like, it picks right back up to like that tone that you're talking about, like when they first land and it just like, even though they've been in a jungle like that, like a million times before, it feels like almost immediately foreign to them because they're like, Something is so off about this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the fact that you have, and I didn't know the character's name, but the the one who's like clearly like the tracker and like the pathfinder, Billy. Billy, um, that Billy is the one who stumbles upon it and is really rattled when like throughout the helicopter ride he's been like very non-reactive. Yeah. You're like, ooh. Oh no. Um, <laughs> oh no. Like if this guy's spooked, like we're fucked. Yeah. But then we're we're walking, we're walking. We we get to the camp. Sort of already talked about just explosions and shooting and it just like it goes from 0 to 100 instantly yeah and i will say like the start of that sort of bombastic nature of the next 20 minutes or so i love that the creative way that arnold sort of infiltrates the base like (laughs) lifting the truck off the fucking engine that's using the the belt throwing like c4 in the back of it it was just such a badass way to be like hey guys we got some visitors here yeah we're here on a rescue mission (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) we're here on a rescue mission you don't mind we blow up your house do you yeah and then you've got like all these great lines, like <laughs> the 
stick around. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Knock, yeah. That knock. Was like the first, I think that's the first one where it's like, yeah, stick around. And again, uh, like I, I, I was curious, like again, like you coming into it, like like you said earlier, you may have heard these lines before, but where they lived within oh, yeah. the film, like film universe. I think that's the first, like, like if you think about all the great lines in this movie, I think it's the first one that really just lives in yeah. infamy. Yeah, and um, uh, Jesse Ventura gets one, too. I got time to bleed. And I realized, too, watching this, like, I had never seen this movie as a kid, but my cousin had. And so, like, when we were young, and so, like, I can see how this movie bled through into, like, stuff we would just goof around and do as kids. Like, building forts. I remember him, like, running, like, tripwire and stuff, like, in the (laughs) fort in his backyard, like, with cans and stuff. And so I was like, okay, uh, yes. like That's where the R&D starts, yeah. This is okay. Um, (laughs) Told you, based on true events. (laughs) Based on true events. But, you know, it's still, like, the... Like, they still paid off, even though I was like, oh, you know, like, it was still there for me. Like, it still, you know, was just as good, just as enjoyable. Right. Um, I like, too, you start to see, and I think you get a little bit of this element of the score, maybe before they they have the big shootout. But when you realize that the predator is there and he's going into like predator vision. There's like this weird, like percussion part of the score that is like so spooky and like just so unsettling. And like, I, yeah, I, I I always forget how good the score is this in the movie and they actually have, and you know, I always bring this up the motifs and stuff like that, other other scores. But I mean, this is uh, Alan Silvestri who does, Back yep. to the Future. So you're hearing a lot of the Back to the Future mm-hmm. parts yep. here and there, but it, it is its own thing because, like you said, it has like those ominous, like you know, there's something foreign hunting mm-hmm. us. Yeah, and the the sequence when you know it's clearly watching like Mac and Dylan, I think, and like playing out the different voice. Even though the effects are like dated, I was like, ooh. Yeah, I like that he doesn't, besides his like scream and pain or whatever noises he makes, I think he makes like an Ewok noise when he gets trapped on the, the, the net later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love the fact that he just mimes essentially or repeats the things that he's hearing. You know what I mean? That's the only way that he can sort of maybe try to like interact or like basically record like recording everything that he's seeing or hearing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And he's doing it to, to have that stockpile of distractions, which he uses several other times. Several other like, times. is great too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they all work in such effective ways too, because it, it adds to that tension. Cause you're like, well, I, I know that guy just died, but I, I definitely I, just I, heard I, his I, voice. Yeah, yeah. Is that coming <laughs> Where's that coming from? Yeah. Um, so Bridget, I have to ask you and we'll, and, and I know the characters do to kind of develop from here, but kind of right at this point. So we're in the middle of this, the action, or maybe at the end of it, who are, who are the characters that are standing out to you? Which ones are you sort of on board with? Which ones you like? Um, I mean, clearly Dutch or Arnold is like, you know, the, the center, but the, you know, I was still, I think the one I was most compelled by was Mac. Like, I just, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, oh. like, 
such a deep personality, like a very like a mature sort of majestic way that he moves around. Well, everyone else is sort of kind of very by the books around corners. He's, you know, sliding down hills and taking off his vest and, mm-hmm. you know, using the razor and looking at the trees like I see something like it's yeah. just like and very, right. very controlled until he's not. And then. And then, right. Yeah. Then, then, then he's out. he's got a score to settle. Yeah. And I love that line from him, you know, when they're first starting out. Uh, on the mission where Carl Weathers like trips and falls down the hill and he looks at him he's like I don't know how you do things where you come from but if you give away our position I will cut you quietly and leave I love you that. here yes. <laughs> like, dude means so much business uh, all business all the time 24-7 <laughs> with Mac um, you know and I, I like I figured I figured Arnold would be the only person who got out. I was actually the something that threw me for a loop was when they find um, the woman and they decide to bring her with them. Cause like, they're like, well, we're in a movie. We can't kill a woman. Right. <laughs> oh, she only kills 50 men. Yeah. She's the informant. Uh, she's the valuable asset. She's a valuable asset. Um, you know? And so I was like, well, you know, if she wasn't going to die there, like, she's she's probably okay, maybe. Um, but I also, I was a little sad when Jesse Ventura got killed just because he, he, there was a lot of flavor. He he had a lot to say. A lot to say, yeah. But it, it I, he, we needed to narrow focus, so it made when sense. He's, he's the first one, right? Uh, they uh, kill the guy with the glasses. The glasses first. who oh, is uh, Hawkins. Hawkins first when the when she she's when asked she to sort of be like guard or I uh, you know, uh, yep. yeah they try to guard her and then that's right she, she, yeah he gets hit in the head or something by something and then like they run in the woods and that's where he gets taken away. But as far as like your first so you've obviously seen like the POV like the the his sort of heat vision if you will, mm-hmm. um, but you first see like him sort of like. As the chameleon, as she says, yeah, the magic um, guy. which Carl Weathers thinks to think that like a lizard is hunting them later on in the movie for some reason or another. What do you sort of I know it's kind of maybe dated. I want I wanted to hear quickly what you sort of thought, because that's sort of like a, probably the first visual effect in the movie. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's dated. But, but it's, I will it, but say it I like into it. itself like through like I think you kind of got over it fairly quickly. You know what I mean? You you saw it maybe in obviously mm-hmm. in these eyes, you know, 2020 eyes. I've seen all the effects that we've seen. Yeah. But like seeing what it is and understanding yeah. where the, the time it was made, mm-hmm. you kind of get like, over it like fairly quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I like I actually do the sort of sequences where it's like you don't really see him except for like maybe a little bit of the blur of the i i called it the magic eye effect of like very <laughs> wavy right. invisibleness and then you switch back to like predator vision and then what they're trying to see and back and forth and back and forth you know that was like much more tense i think than when you get to the end and you do kind of see him moving around more yeah so for that reason like it it works you know when they're being hunted, you know, it's it's very effective. And, like, as you start to, you slowly start to, re- the tricks the predator has up its sleeve, like, slowly get to be revealed. And you're like, you as the audience know just before, like, whoever's about to get it next. Yeah. That the predator is one step ahead of them. 
Yeah, but, I mean, I know you, I I will say that obviously the audience is interested in the fact that he is using the trees, but I love that you sort of it's like 20 minutes later that Arnold's like he's using the trees. Like it's such a <laughs> even though you know it's been happening for so long, like you you feel that like oh my god, like we are so screwed. Like we we've been setting traps ground level, you know, we have Max stabbing the shit out of a hog at night. Uh we're moving backwards. <laughs> mhm. I think, yeah, like, once we get to the point where the the big trap fails and, like, they really have to start booking it, that scene goes really quickly, but it's still, it's scary because people, like, get snapped up so quickly, like, yeah. Mac is gone, Carl Weathers gets his arm ripped off or shot off and it keeps firing which was a <laughs> very unsettling like little bit of body horror there when the hand is just like flapping oh, as yeah. it's holding on to bum, the bum, 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 yeah bum, i was like bum, enough bum. stop and he still has the wherewithal to use the other gun uh, yeah I what know. a badass <laughs> um it's a good thing arnold threw that to him yep um, <laughs> that's right he's gave it yeah you're just he, live for like five more seconds Mm-hmm. And then, you know, get to the chopper. Wasn't expecting that to show up, um, that line at least. And she runs off and it's just Arnold running. Um, and then we're into sort of the the third arc of the movie of before, like before we get before we get oh, there, yeah. I do because I know you mentioned it earlier uh when we were talking, but it is such a ridiculous scene and it's like probably like the peak of like the whole crew being there and being like so it, testosterone filled as them annihilating and leveling a forest for like oh. like I think we have to talk about that for a minute because it's yeah. so outrageous and it's it goes on <laughs> for so long. It goes on for so long like they're like and I and I love the fact that each one of them even though they have individual personalities they also have individual like gear and setup where they have different guns like just Ventura has like the mini gun and you got mm-hmm. Billy who's got like the knives and the smaller guns and but once it gets to that point like every single one of those guns just comes out and it just like trees are falling left and right and it's so outrageous it it was astonishing like watching it go on <laughs> It's like, oh, and because and it is disheartening, too, because like you as the audience know, like now you're in the position because it calls back to what they discovered when they first land or they first get dropped off in their helicopter of like there was a huge firefight here. They were firing in all different directions. They didn't hit anything. Mm -hmm. It's like now you're now like. Now you're starting. Now they're starting to realize the situation that they're in. Right. right. Um. Yeah, but definitely spectacle. I just making way for a house to start the foundation <laughs> to be laid out. Like really, like just keep doing that while you're heading to the your destination. Like, and just have some. Yeah, just momentum. plow. Just plow the road. Just plow it just, all the helicopter. Go back to the camp. Get all their ammo, all their guns, yeah. and let's do this right. 
mm-hmm. I think they show the you know the predator walking away, and I think they show some of the blood getting in the leaf, so you know that he's hit. Was yeah. there at any point? So, because I, I think it goes, he's hit, he bleeds on the leaf, and then they mow down the forest. Was there any point in there where you're like, maybe they will hit him a few more times, or were you pretty much from the get go like, no, they're clearly just firing at nothing? Yeah, I was like, there's no way. Like the fact that he was hit that one time, like that's it. They had their chance. It's it's too late. It's too well, late. But, but like even like five seconds into them firing, you know that, and it's like just keep on doing it for another thirty seconds. I'll enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> at, at your expense, at your ammo, please keep firing because it's so cool. Yeah. And I love um, that they come in one on like one on one. Like they just keep going coming in soul. So like Arnold comes in. And then, I love, yeah, it's just a like great shot. Like, it's, it's yeah. Like, like a, yeah, it's it's a, like, like a profile shot of each one of them. Like one gun comes in, another gun comes in. They all get their moment to shine where it's like, okay, this is your time to fire for 15 seconds. Okay, then your time to fire for 15 seconds. All right, now group shot. Okay, now what of you? <laughs> yeah, and it's almost like they're looking at each other. Like, like there's one point where I think like Billy looks at someone or whatever, and they're like, we're still going. Like, yeah, we're still going. And Because he loses a clip. He's done with one clip, so he pops another one in and just keeps on going. It's uh, it's it's one of the most all-time outrageous action moments like ever. Yeah, and there there's quite a few of them in this movie. And like I may, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention, but so the the asset um, at some point explains like this the predator has been coming for years. Like it's known to like the people who live in this place. I'm so glad like, you brought that up because that was something that like I, I maybe thought of before watching this, and I wrote it down like 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 Anna's story about her, like the villages, you know what I mean, like the village yeah. who used to come and skin people in the night. Because you do see him, you do see the ship sort of drop him off, but there's no sort of indication whether there's a lapse in time, whether like that was a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, was it twenty days ago? Right. Um, so it's an interesting conversation that like it's. It's, it's it's almost like a throwaway story. It could like they could not have had had it whatsoever. But it took the matter of like eighteen seconds to be like, holy shit! Like this guy, like the predator, could have been around for a hundred years or whatever doing this, uh-huh. and now he's like he's like a myth and a legend, pretty much. Yeah, it's gone from like now he's like Pennywise, like oh, <laughs> like oh yeah, no. basically he turns the penny, he lands, and all of a sudden he's got like a hundred years of history. Yeah, yeah, I I did like that because it gives you just enough like. I also like that this movie, too, doesn't do, like, a lot of backstory. Like, they don't come across a cave that explains everything. Yeah, they don't find like a ship just... or, like, a capsule and they see yeah. something. Yeah, because everything, for the most part, is primarily focused on, like, how are we going to survive? How are we going to outwit this thing? And even the stuff they learn throughout the course of the movie, like, okay, he can't see me if I have mud and he's in the trees and he has camouflage, like all that stuff they learn because they're seeing it with their own eyes. Whereas I think the problem with later films in this franchise is there's too much of explaining of like, yeah, we've known about the predators for years now and here's all their tactics and here's all their powers and Here's the exposition dump where the new elite team of soldiers gets to learn all about the history yeah. of yeah, we, the we inject ice cold nitrogen into our veins so that he doesn't see us. Like it's like yeah, like it's 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 silly sort of like yeah, it's but yeah. here it's they give you granule like very dense granule piece of information that just move it along and you don't need any more. Mm-hmm. 
It's almost like it's almost like spark notes of like the the history, like the the lore of all of this. You just mm-hmm. need this little bit, and it's like exactly what you need to sort of progress. Yeah, and I love I love the that sequence where Arnold goes over the waterfall, and now mm-hmm. he's swimming across, and he incidentally gets covered in mud, and he realizes that it's chasing him, and you just see the splash, and you see the the water move. And you see it come up on the land and like him like in the full reveal. And you see Arnold like up in the roots of the tree like and then you realize that he can't be seen. Like it's so like, oh my God, he can't see him. It's shot. Just for like a quick second, the movie's shot like very well. Like Mm -hmm. it's for like an action movie. Like there's a lot of good camera moves like. You know, even later on where Arnold sort of like underneath the tree sort of comes up underneath the tree, comes back around. It's like one whole shot. I mean, it's they do a little there's a more panache to this movie than like the standard action movie. And I don't know if you know this, but Bridget, but the the guy who directed this did Die Hard like a year later. So Uh, he was on to (laughs) something. Okay, yeah. Um, Uh, But yeah, it's 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 technically it's, it's done very well. There are some weird shots where it's like it's daylight, but it seems like it's night. And then it's so there's some weird moments there that I kind of noticed like just kind of with the critiquing yeah. it uh, th- through the lens now of, of the podcast. But yeah, it's, 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 it looks amazing for the most part, like throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Like there's a couple things like it gets like when there's these quick cuts, it like feels choppy, like particularly in like the big shootout scene is where I noticed it more so, but yeah, it, everything Feels... It's visually pleasing throughout the it, entire movie, it, it, despite, some, despite yeah. seeing like what what looks the like flaps. everything but like a skeleton <laughs> like laying in a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the and then you get the setup of the final showdown. Like that's a that's a sort of a trope that plays out in movies that I like watching. Like he's he's making his you know. Oh yeah, it's like it's, 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 it's the total Home Alone shit going powder. on at the end yeah. for sure. The Home Alone shit, yeah, exactly. Um, I could the... hear the Home Alone score from like the montage of setting traps as I was watching this movie. Right, yeah, I was waiting for Arnold to like roll out like a like like a the skin of like the hide of like a deer with like written in ash, like his plans of like what he's gonna do to like kill the predator. <laughs> somehow it's I, still Cran. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somehow, so Crayola Cran. The Predator's just a stick figure with dreadlocks. <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah. three lines coming out of his head. Yeah, yeah. It go- it does, and it, like here's where, like, it, in some ways, this is like three different movies. You have your like sort of military action style, shoot 'em up in the first third. Then you have slasher in the jungle, and then you have like almost like Tarzan. Mm like battle near the end yeah. like it's very like it's primordial yeah. yeah and you have the the predator like grabbing pulling the guy's skull and spine out and like waving it around like just well, victory just, cheering yeah just, like oh, yeah. like <laughs> it was just like i love yeah and i, I love like, watching like, even- yeah, like when when Arnold finally gets everything set up and everything, and he light and he lights the torch, and he's like, ah, just like that that yell. It it starts off cheesy, but then it builds to such an immense, intense feeling that it's like, holy shit! Like, let's fucking go! Like, yeah. this is gonna be crazy. Yeah. And the predator's like, reaction too is great because he's just like, what? Yeah. I killed it. 
Damn. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And you, you're just, you know, you're, you're stoked. And then it, because it could have fell, fell apart so easily in the end. It could have been like such a like a crappy sort of ending. Because it's how do you get to that point so well done, all the action, everything, and then just like Arnold against like this guy. Like they did such a good job. You know what I mean? Like the if it, arguably the third act is maybe the strongest act. It's yeah, they do such an, an impressive job with it. Yeah, I will say you know I was waiting like because I I I know the like we talked i know about the flaps and the mandibles <laughs> and all of that but in some ways i like the predator with the mask on more i like i wanted the reveal to be more dramatic and maybe because i i sort of knew it was coming and what i was going to see it felt cool less so <laughs> yeah but then it feels like once it gets really down to like that mono mono like just him and Arnold like really duking it out and yeah as some of a little bit of the steam runs out but yeah, then it, you go it, you go back to the first trap he sets and you're like oh Chekhov's gun yeah, in checkmate. yeah exactly um, um I love that he grabs his skull because he's just been he's obviously like a headhunter and he's just he collects that shit because he's a fucking psycho um yeah. but like like he looks at his skull and it just—it's so weirdly shaped, or he—it's it not to his liking, and he's just like, "Fuck it!" Like I'm not gonna take this guy's skull, but I'm gonna beat the shit out of him with my fists right now. Yeah. Because I don't—I—I I don't know if I'm—I'm I'm trying to think if the—is the, his little missile thing on his shoulder like—is it done? Is it disabled, or does he just choose not to fight with it? I think he chooses not to fight with it because now it's like. Up to this point, it's been personal for Arnold and his crew, you know, but now it's personal for the Predator. He's going to, like, Arnold's going to catch these fucking hands. Because I think the implication is is that he's never been injured before. I mean, I think mm -hmm. part of that, at least for me, I don't know if this came across for you, because I've seen other movies, like, I know kind of the motivations of the Predator um, but it's definitely one of those things where he notices like, okay, fine. Like you're unarmed. So I'll be unarmed because I want to prove that I can beat you and that you got lucky with the, you know, the bleeding that I've already done. Yeah. Cause he does, they do set up in another scene earlier in the movie, which I also really like predator back in it's his lair, his nest, like way high up in the treetops. And you see him with his creepy fingers pulling things out of his kit and like touching his leg and trying to fix it. And he's like, ah, and then he's got his little Swiss army knife there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then now he's clearly bleeding more and in more pain. Yeah. I, I think the, the predator's rationale, if I had to guess is I'm going to, I'll show you a worthy adversary, if you will. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm glad that came across because, you know, like I said, having seen other and having seen this movie after having seen other Predator related movies, I wasn't sure how well that would translate the the motivations of what of what the Predator is trying to do. Because uh, mm-hmm. it because like like Johnny was saying, like it could have easily been just wait, did I miss the shoulder cannon like breaking? Did I miss, you know, some reason why he's de-armoring? Um, but I agree with you. I do think he looks way cooler in the armor than he does uh, without it. 
Yeah. And I think part of that might just be like at a certain point, like the more you, you strip off some of the armor, like you can tell it's a, it's a very tall man in a kind of funny suit. Like there, you lose some of the menace. Um, Yeah. But you do gain that amazing line. Yes, you do. You do get the line. Yeah. (laughs) I did like the, your heart sort of stops in the the final confrontation where he's lured him into the the final trap he's got one more chance and he's just trying to get him to come in and then you see the predator put his hands up and realize that there's a spear there and you're like no 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 he can't get away with it Um, yeah and i did i wasn't sure i was like oh is arnold not gonna make it (laughs) like i was yeah i wasn't even sure if that maybe he planned for him to like see that and then go the other way, or he just did like a backup plan. Yeah. Because it seemed like that wasn't the intention. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted him to die kind of like where he was by taking like one more step. Yeah. But that like he ended up getting crushed by like a redwood tree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the, the way that they do it too, it almost the, the setup for the big redwood, you know, being hoisted up, it's over top of that little like, you know, overhang of spikes that the predator ultimately notices. Yeah. So I, I don't know if was that a second one or was that just the camera? Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I think like this, this, the spikes are there for like a reason. Like, oh, oh, is he supposed to be lunged up and like hit like on the top of the head with that shit? Or like, I, I didn't know, but um, I assume it's the something's going to come down and break that bridge on top of him as he walks through it, right. and then he'll yeah. get impaled downward. Uh, but I don't know Cause if it, yeah because it almost seemed like Arnold would kind of like yeah it almost seemed like Arnold kind of like looked the other way and was like oh like there's another option for me you know what I mean yeah it almost seemed like it was a surprise to him that he had like a second option to kill yeah. the predator yep um yeah I don't I don't know whether it was intentional or not or like just the way the way that it's it's not easy to read Arnold's face in that moment. Yeah, but. and I love that. And I'm not sure if that's exactly where it is, but is that the point where he goes, "Do it, kill me now, kill me, yeah. kill yeah. me," and he's just he's just screaming at him, um, and he's just sort of like touching the spikes and the leaves are sort of falling off it, and it's like, this guy is smarter than your average uh, alien. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's what's the final thing that he says to him like after he's. He's crushed him and he's gone to check on him and all that. Oh, he goes, what the hell uh, are you? Yeah, who the hell are you? And then. Oh, yeah. No, he goes, what the hell are you? And then he goes, what the hell are you? Mm hmm. I love that. That's that's so good. That is good. Because it seems like he's using one of the other voices from like the soldiers that he heard. Because then subsequently, when the nuke sort of is going off, he is using like Billy's laugh. From like mm-hmm. early on when the joke was told in the encampment. Yes. Like that's Billy's laugh. It's not like the Predator's laugh or anything. That's just the laugh that he heard. Oh, see, I couldn't. That was something that sort of threw me off. I was like, this laugh must belong to somebody. But when was someone laughing like that in the movie? Thank you for yeah, pointing we that out. Like that I didn't tie that one together. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. I forgot I forgot where that was too, mostly because I was thinking about how funny that joke was when he told it. <laughs> <laughs> it was way funnier than the first pussy joke. Yeah. Yeah. Much more clever. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I, this is something that I typically kind of like fear when I'm watching movies like this is uh, the character that made it out of the situation earlier is going to come back somehow and be the thing that helps, you know, take you or to help the hero win the battle. Was there any point in which you were expecting Anna to come back in and distract the predator or hit the predator or do something? Or did you think she was like gone from this? I figured she was gone just based just geographically figured that was the case Mm -hmm. but there was a moment i thought she might return i i can't remember one maybe it was like when they both fall into the pit and like right before predator takes his mask off um but i am glad that you don't see her again until the helicopter ride out in some ways it's sort of this ending is very similar to the ending of jaws actually of like it's like ending abruptly like we're done the story's mm-hmm. done and yep. into the sunset yeah yeah we we have vanquished the creature we're we are on our mode of transportation and richard dreyfus slash anna has returned so we know <laughs> at least they're alive and we can now yeah Move it's on. funny you mentioned that uh adam with the whole thing because i even even now when i watch i always forget this but i always get bamboozled by the fact that she is still alive because there's a shot where Billy, well, you know, because Billy sort of, you know, he, they're going across the log and he takes off his vest and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to take on this guy. And he cuts his chest or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's a shot later on where, you know, you obviously hear him die with the, the crazy scream that he has. But there's a shot later on where the predator is sort of like taking him back or whatever, like taking him off the log and the body falls on the log. They both have long black hair, and the way it's shot, I always, every time I watch it, I always just assume that it was um, Anna, because it's 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 sort of framed or shot in a way where it's it's a little bit murky, at least in my eyes, where I was like, oh, did like she died too? So like everyone's out of the picture. It's just Arnold, and then later on, she's on the uh, on the helicopter. I'm like, oh, okay, so that must have been another an additional sort of this guy's fucking dead and we're dragging him away. I mean, it wouldn't take, it, it, it wouldn't, unless you go back and watch it like later on when, whenever you will, but try to look out for that. It does look eerily like Anna is like dead too. So I was like, okay, like everyone is fucking out of the picture at this point. When I think right before that too, um, Dutch tells her to run. So like now, you know, she's alone by herself. Yeah, it just it just makes sense that like, and if you, all considering like you, you bring all these guys into the woods, and and I I almost would have appreciated the fact if like she had like died too because it would have been like like there's nothing in between this guy between the predator and like you dying. You know what I mean? Like you know how no matter how big you are, small you are, or how smart you are, like this she wouldn't have survived either. You know what I mean? Like realistically speaking, but. I mean, whatever. I guess the predator was sort of chasing Arnold towards the end. Yeah, I um, think that's the only. That's the only really the only thing I can sort of like hang my hat on with it. She could have made it to the chopper. Is like right. He was fixated. But I do, I do appreciate when movies sort of subvert your expectations, thinking that like, oh, like, of course the the woman's gonna live, or of course this person's gonna live, or you know what I mean. And they just like they're done. They're, they're killed. You know what I mean? It's a. Li- mm-hmm. It's almost like no country for old men, sort of like territory where it's like you think this guy is gonna fucking live and he just he's he's dead. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, no, <laughs> she lived apparently. 
She makes it. She makes it. I also like not this is not really part of the movie like plot wise. But I love that the credits show everybody. And <laughs> I love that. Too. I loved it's that. It's like a sitcom. It's like the it opening is. to a sitcom. <laughs> it's like, this is just so goofy. Yeah. And it nice. wasn't. Yeah. And it wasn't even like stills or frames from the actual footage. It was like, oh. like during the filming, like, yeah, we're going to shoot a couple pictures for, for, for the, for the credit sequence. And they all yeah. look at the camera. Like uh, like Mac is catching like the, the the gun or whatever, and like looking at the camera with the muscles and everything, and yep. you know you know Blaine, uh, Jesse Ventura's character spitting out tobacco or something. It just I I love that too. I I always love when they show the characters and who they are at the end. It yeah. almost looked like it was going to be outtakes because because it's not scenes from the movie, but then when you realize that like oh no they're doing like. They're doing family ties, like they're doing. Yeah, yeah like they basically playing yeah. like a Randy Newman song, like over the entire thing. I'm pretty sure one person does like the three quarter turn, look over their shoulder, like that's right, I was here too. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think Arnold's the only one that doesn't look at the camera. I feel like he's he's actually yeah, like, like he wasn't available. Like he was, yeah, he's like it's like Arnold, we're doing this. No, I have no time. I got to go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's funny I that I bring that up because it, like the production of this, like Arnold was dragging all of those guys daily double daily like doing one in the morning and then later on they were working out like crazy during this movie and obviously it looks it looks like Arnold gets bigger throughout the movie i don't know if, <laughs> if i if it was me if you guys didn't notice that but um i thought that about carl weathers i think it's mostly because he's wearing like he's got you know clothes on throughout the whole thing and then that last scene he's got like the you know his shirt's ripped open at the chest Every, yeah. he's all sweaty and wet from the rainforest and i was like damn did he like hit the gym in the middle of this movie <laughs> everyone is sweating like crazy especially mac like mac is just like drooping Drenched. so much like, like it looks Drenched. like he loses like 20 pounds by like from the beginning of the movie to like the end of it well, I love that yeah. scene at the beginning too with Billy where he's he's walking through and he's giving everybody like you know leading everybody through and he just takes out that giant sword knife and he cuts one of the, oh, the, the limbs and just starts drinking oh, out yeah. of it. Right. The vine water. It's funny yeah. about uh, Billy because prior to uh, doing this, I was sort of kind of just looking into sort of behind the scenes because I had seen this shit before, but I kind of wanted to refresh my memory. I remember that Billy, the character, uh, the actor. He apparently is so fucking crazy that the studio insurance wise would not have him play a character unless there was a bodyguard for him and not to protect him from anyone, but to protect himself from other people like because he's fucking that nuts. Damn. I mean, he's got a nuts look on his face. He's got a completely nutty look. And that's 100 percent true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that, like I, because I, I, again, you you find the the problems of water production. I don't think they face too many, but uh, one of them that was just the the environment shooting on on uh like on hills, like because everything is so. If you think about just like shooting with the camera with a tripod or anything, every, there's almost no flat spot like almost anywhere in the movie to sort of like do that. They're almost always on hills or sliding down something. It was just logistically a nightmare for uh, the camera crew. Yeah, uh, I like but, uh, feel stickier after watching this movie. <laughs> like you feel like you, yeah, you feel you the humidity is coming out of the TV. Yeah, it's you know that they're like not on a set. They look uncomfortable for sure. Because uh, it's a very hot summer. That's why the predators back. I will true. say, like location scouting wise, the 
the most gorgeous sort of uh, set because it does look, and I'm pretty sure maybe some of it was on a soundstage, but a lot of it, like that whole third act, like the, the, yeah. the big tree, the waterfall, the water, like that whole area. It's true. I gosh, the, the thing I thought of when we got to that setting, I was like, oh my God, it's like Pandora and Avatar. <laughs> oh yeah, we're, yeah, we're like, we're back. Yeah. We made it back. Bye, um, Jake. Yeah. Yeah, I like what an enjoyable film. I'm so glad you liked it. Yeah, it was. I I, I I was worried because I I've seen it so many times, and I and I I would I would say that I had. It's not a movie that I every single time I 100% are like on the mood to watch. Like I'm enjoying it, and even tonight, like even though I was on board to watch it, there are parts where I was like, ah, oh, is Bridget really just it? Like the points where <laughs> it maybe too much, maybe it's too much action, maybe it's I'm. Gl- I'm trying to like think like maybe the first time for some, for someone first time watching this and I got I, would, I can't think of too many things that come away thinking that this is you know a bad movie it, yeah. it's a good action like mm-hmm. I said if 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 you if the cheese is out Bridget's eating it you know what I'm I mean like, eat if, it. If, yeah if, if you're on board um, and you know what you're getting into then um, but uh, again I, I I it's a it's a great action movie but it does have like the panache of a nice thought out you know tactical wise of camera moves uh i like the distinct uh personalities with everyone like i said you know with like i was gonna bring up tombstone i'm not gonna touch you know too deep into it but with tombstone it seems like a lot of the personalities are fairly similar maybe this because they were brothers or whatever but here this is kind of my ideal sort of committee acting even though arnold (laughs) is front and center a lot of the guys get their own sort of moment in the uh the sun or the moon in this case um with you know who they are and their philosophies and maybe how they would tackle a certain situation yeah and this is you know like this is a movie that like is well done good choices are made Uh, but this is the type of movie that like if could go bad if it's taken too seriously like that's Mm. another thing that makes this movie great is you know it never is it's not overly long you know enough of the characters like personalities to be like okay that makes sense but it's not like everybody has like a long backstory of like well this is why you know what i mean and then like if this movie were two hours long i would be tapped out it would be too much or like if there was too much leading you know what i mean like yeah, it or is, if the, it's the people lean. weren't different enough. Yeah, it's it's lean. It doesn't take itself too seriously, and it just delivers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it it's focused on. I think what matters in like an action movie is: Are you engaged? Like, it doesn't give you room to get bored for very long. No. It doesn't. It just keeps it moving. So, um, so Adam, you haven't. So you've seen this what? Like maybe like a, a year or two years ago. No, it was probably four or five years ago, I think, at this point. How does it sort of stack up? Does it is it ever everything as you imagine it would be? Oh yeah, it's good. I mean, it's it's exactly what you know Bridget was saying. It, it's popcorn, but at the same time, it's also you know it's got its choir moments, I guess, which is the you know the skulking through the woods and you know that whole that whole section where they know something's out there, but they can't put their finger on it because they can't see it. 
you know, where where Billy's just like he stops. Yeah, and you're and, looking like Bridger right now with your hands behind your head. You're like, oh my god, can you just figure <laughs> out the fact that he's not using the ground, that he's using the fucking trees already? When like um, he can, you know, he can smell them because like yeah, he, they <laughs> make mention of his like his super nose. I think at that point, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just those moments where it, it's quiet. And and that offsets the super over the top bombastic raids on the on the yeah. village and some of the other gorier aspects that come later. Um, there's still time to where you know it gives you a moment to breathe, but like you said, Bridget, it's not giving you the time to get bored because you're like, okay, well, I can breathe for a second because there isn't a bunch of explosions right now, but at the same time, are they going to see him? Like, is the predator going to attack somebody? Like, is someone going to die right now? But like. Yeah. That's nothing's what's... happening currently, but is something about to go down? Because it feels like something's about to go down. And that's what's so yeah. genius about it is that the uh, it feels almost as claustrophobic as Alien does with sort of the corridors and everything. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. here, it's like all you see is green, and we know that he's camouflaged pretty much pretty early on. Yeah. That like he could be anywhere. He can be in that bush. He could be on that tree. He could be here. He could be there. He could show up anywhere and get the fuck out of it like like immediately, and no one's gonna know the difference. So it's. It shares a lot of DNA with Alien, um, which, again, probably speaks volumes to why they sort of married the franchises later on and mm-hmm. did what they wanted to do with it. But um, for a movie that's not in space, in a spaceship with small, tight corridors in a jungle that's vast and open, it does feel very claustrophobic throughout almost the entire movie. And especially, too, at the end um, where, you know, Arnold's all mudded up and camouflaged, so to speak, and the predator just crawls like right next to him. And that very oh, much. Oh, I love I love that scene. Like, yeah, like Arnold, Arnold thinks alien. he has him. He knows he's going to get him like 20 yards out. He's going to walk up to something. And nope, he's walking literally fucking right behind you, bro. Yeah, where he has to swing to get because he's like, oh, shit, I came with bows and arrows and this dude is three inches from my face. And I even thought that was brazen, like the the move back to swing over. I was like, Jesus Christ, why the fuck did you move? (laughs) Why did you do that? Stop. Stop. Don't do that. Just let him walk a little bit. You got this. You planned the whole thing. Give him a minute. Um, so some fun facts, Bridget. Uh, the mm-hmm. person who played Hawkins went on to direct the most recent Predator movie, uh, Shane Black. Okay. Uh, um, and a little piece of trivia here that originally uh, they cast the Predator as Jean-Claude Van Damme yep, because I they wanted him too, yeah. to be an agile, you know, ninja martial art type fighter. Uh, and then when they sized up Van Damme against... Schwarzenegger and Weathers and Ventura, who are all like six two and up, they were just like, nah, this doesn't work. He looks like he doesn't look right because Van Damme's, you know, five ten or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So and they, uh, even too, they furthermore with the the creature design and everything, they actually had a guy like in a red suit running around because you can't do green because of all the jungle and everything. They had to use a different color. That the original creature design was very uh, like in, an insect, almost like a praying mantis type of like head and look. And it was just for all the things that they wanted in this movie to for it to be so agile and running and, you know, jumping up into the trees or whatever. The director, John McTiernan, like knew this was going to be a disaster because it wasn't until later on in the, the movie that you actually really need to sort of like show those elements that what he looks like. He sent like a daily to the studio and they're like, and he's like, tell me this looks like shit. And they're like, yeah, it looks like shit. So they ended up 
firing the guy with the who designed the creature for Predator, and they hired who they hire? Are they Rick Baker or one of the other guys? Um, and he was on a flight. Oh, the guy who did Terminator did all the practical effects, special effects for Terminator was on a plane with James Cameron and he got hired pretty much right before they got on a plane. And he was sort of sketching how the predator was going to look on a plane with James Cameron sitting next to him. And James Cameron goes, why don't you put like a, like and I mentioned earlier, the, the mandibles or whatever they call it, the, the, the flaps that we had talked about earlier. <laughs> he goes, why don't you add yeah. the flaps? That would be cool because you have, no one's seen that before. So believe it or not, James Cameron did have a, a, a touch of, uh, his own fingerprint on this movie. Yeah. That originally it was a lot more of a janky sort of like, like once you finally saw it, you would have been like, there's no way that thing would have done the moves that maybe this has. And to sort of realistically put, you know, a good Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger verse, you know, like a, like a humanoid type of person would have been a lot more realistic and fun to watch. I would have liked to have seen the predator do like a, Jean-Claude Van Damme split or high flying <laughs> just you know that that would have put it right over the edge like one like let one foot on two different tree branches so he's just it's... doing a split above the trees it would have been great it would have I, I guess know, that's maybe, sort of maybe... what's going on a little bit it's hard to see with the the effect going on mm. who's to say we can't really see yeah. what he's doing yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird that he does sacrifice. Split. It's weird that he does sacrifice the vision at the end, because that seems like a very important part to him finding yeah. Arnold. And well, Arnold he still kind of can see. Like he still can see the outline, and he still got some kind of heat vision. But it's not as stark when he takes. Yeah, but I mean, if Arnold like did, like stayed still, I mean, the guy wouldn't have seen shit. It's funny you see the splits and everything. I haven't really seen the later ones. I think I saw a AVP or uh, whatever things branded Alien vs Predator, but I don't mm-hmm. think I've seen the Predator, Predators. Um, I think it just it just like like I think Adam was maybe mentioning earlier. They sort of dig way too or to the lore, and they spend too much time trying to explain it instead of just like like we get it. Like he, this guy's this this fucking thing is hunting people. We we get it. Like what else do we really? I almost made it, yeah, I almost made a huge mistake and bought the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I mean they like, are I caught it just names. in the nick of time. I'm like like thank God you said like it is predator and not the predator. Yeah. Predator like at the top of the show cuz we would be having a very different did, discussion did you, did, right did now. Did you end up buying did you end up buying it instead of renting it? I did. It's yeah. Nice. Brian did. Yeah. yeah. Worth the so, I'll probably go back. Yeah. Cool. Well, Bridget, I'm so glad that you enjoyed this uh, and yeah. that you weren't immediately turned off from the first bombastic moment. No. Uh, so now do you think that you do you have any interest in going back now and seeing the rest of these Predator movies um, no. to varying degrees of success? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I wouldn't. No, not really. Based off of what you guys tell me, I feel like this is like I wouldn't even know. Like to me, I'm like the predator story's done. I'm mm. so satisfied. I, I I I will say so. It seemed it's so there was Predator eighty seven, and then yeah. they did actually a Predator two because of the success of this one in ninety. Yep. yep. With Danny Glover, and this is like in L A. So this fucking thing is in L A. now and not in the jungle anymore. All right. You're... Um. So this 
it was I think it was panned, but it later sort of found sort of a cult uh, status. I don't remember a lot of it, but I my intention was maybe to watch it bef- ahead of this so I can maybe speak more to it, but I didn't have the time to. But it has a little more of a fanfare, more uh, you know, favor than maybe the later ones, which are more 10, 15 laters where they're trying to revive the uh, franchise. This is more very close to it. Like, you know, Die Hard, and there was like Die Hard with a Vengeance or whatever. Yeah. We're all sort of very close together. Uh, yeah. I this, think... one, th- this one is literally like a year or two later, and they tried to make do something new. It's, it's I don't know, it's, it's, it's something. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say watch two. And then the other ones you don't have to go back to. Um, like I said, I before I haven't seen Predators, but I heard it was okay, uh, but it didn't do very well. And then they mm-hmm. rebooted it again with the Predator, and it was okay. And then the ending was just really, really stupid. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily go to those two, but I think Predator Two might be might be worth a a, a watch. Not necessarily right now, uh, but I think at some point if you're ever in the itch uh, for yeah. it. Well, I'm intrigued by it's in Los Angeles, and I do love a little bit of, like... Fish out of water? (laughs) Fish out of water. Like, I love in The Lost World when the T-Rex is, like, walking around the city. It's kind of like that. It's pretty much the T-Rex in L.A. the entire movie, yeah. Um, Yeah. But I do, I, like, have... I, I To me, I'm like, why would you remake this movie? Like, sure, the thing that is not like maybe hasn't held up are the effects, but like this is a movie. I'm like, what, what needs to be changed? Is it a perfect movie? No. But like, why, why would you go mess with it? Like that. It, it It's a movie that is a great standalone movie. It doesn't mm-hmm. need, if it, if it never had sequels or prequels or whatever, it would have been fine. It doesn't justify any of it whatsoever. It's a great, but mm-hmm. the fact again, Hollywood machine working its magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make another one, do whatever they needed to do to fill out lore, backstories, whatever. And some of it worked, some of it didn't. But uh, I mean, listen, I think, you know, even maybe people that saw Alien were like, why the fuck would you make Aliens? Why would you make a sequel to that? That was good. <laughs> it turned out really fucking good, like as a great fucking sequel. But I mean, that's a, maybe a rarity. But yeah, I, I think to your point, I for maybe I'm trying to think about how you, maybe you would perceive this as being a first watcher that like why would you need to move on and you know illustrate or accentuate any sort of backlore to this? Yeah. And if you did do a lot better than they did. <laughs> yeah. Well, to me it's kind of like, you know, the, what comes to mind like when I think of like reboots that like I don't care for I like the new Planet of the Apes movies because I love the originals and like to me like the reboots like just suck all of the fun out of the originals and like I can uh, see you don't a like lot the of the ones? fun I hate them oh, and I can wow. see all the fun sucked out of um, I don't a, I'm, not, I'm not crazy about the first one is fine but i think the second and third one are like like really 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 above par i think i think brian and i and to be fair i didn't see the first one i might have seen the 
third one because Brian was like, listen, Bridget, I need to go. Please let me go to this movie. I want to see a monkey shoot a gun. (laughs) (laughs) It's a valid valid, uh, reason to go to the movies. I'm like, okay. Never there was one. And I, like, it was, if I had gone alone, I would have walked out. Like, it was so draining to me. I feel like I would feel the same way about the Predator series to loop it all back. Gotcha. Nice. Well, once again, Bridget, I'm so glad that we were able to show you this movie. Uh, I think that will do it for this week's episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. Uh, remember, you can find every episode of Fine, I'll Watch It every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you think of Predator. Uh, what is your favorite movie in the Predator franchise? Uh, what's your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Johnny. And I'm Bridget. And thanks so much for listening.